This is a podcast for Methods in Ecology and Evolution, a British Ecological Society publication. I'm David Hawke, talking on behalf of Sarah Bury and Julie Brown, co-authors of our commentary in Methods in Ecology and Evolution on Preventing and Detecting Human Error in Stable Isotope Analysis. The three of us have worked in or used data from multiple stable isotope laboratories in different countries over the last 15 to 35 plus years. Our commentary addresses a topic that in our experience, few scientists dare to talk about, errors or mistakes in generating the data we all depend on when we carry out our ecological studies. Our intended audience includes those new to stable isotope analysis, and those old hands who have perhaps lapsed into habits that might need reviewing. As you will see, something we emphasise is the need for a long-term relationship between you, the ecologist, and your stable isotope laboratory. For our commentary, stable isotope analysis is a particularly relevant vehicle because it is widely used in ecology, it's complex technology requiring specialist analysts, and it is typically carried out remote from the ecologist. So, what does our commentary cover? We looked at the entire process from sample selection and submission to analysis in the stable isotope laboratory, and finally, reporting back to the ecologist. We use our combined experience as analysts and as ecologists to set out a series of scenarios and we describe particular instances of their occurrence. These scenarios stretch from pre-submission errors made by the ecologist to errors made within the stable isotope laboratory. As we explain, some of these errors involve pretty obvious results as they have odd values that may stand out as being clearly incorrect. But the real problem errors are the ones that can't be spotted visually. Having set out the scenarios for human error, we explain firstly how each could be prevented and then how they might be detected should they occur. Finally, we describe measures that the ecologist can take to maximise the chance that the results they depend on are fit for purpose. So, the conclusions in our commentary. Firstly, the ecologist must select a stable isotope laboratory in the expectation of having a long-term relationship. So, selection based on cost alone is not a good idea. This laboratory must have a comprehensive quality management system and a no-blame approach to continual improvement within the laboratory. To this end, we include an indicative list of requirements from an international laboratory quality standard that you can use to quiz your analyst. Secondly, the ecologist must have their own cross-checking systems in place. These include firstly a documented pre-submission system for ensuring that the number of samples submitted matches the sample submission sheet, that all samples are unambiguously labelled, and that these samples have not started to decompose. Secondly, this cross-checking system must include 
submission of the ecologist's own quality control material as a blind sample with well-established target values whose results can be statistically evaluated. As we explain, there are good descriptions in the literature to guide quality control material preparation and data interpretation. Finally, ecologists who pre-weigh their samples into analysis files need to have documented procedures to ensure representative subsampling. We hope you enjoy reading our commentary and find it useful in improving your practice as an ecologist.